Welcome to the Hot Content Marketing Podcast, here to provide you with tips, tricks, inspiration, and advice on how to market your business online. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, this is the place for you, as I chat to each of our expert guests about what's working right now. Hi, Ian. It's lovely to have you on. How are you? Hi, Natalie. Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm so excited to finally meet you. <laughs> I know. I know. We were just saying, weren't we? It's ridiculous it's taken us this long to have a face-to-face. Yep. -face. <laughs> Brilliant. So um, if you'd just like to give us a brief introduction to who you are, I'm sure most people know, but what, what you do and what you're all about, really. Well, yeah, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray. Part of the reason I use my middle name is because I trained as a musician, a professional musician, professional singer, in fact, uh, years ago. And when you're a member of Equity, you have to you have to have a unique name. So I used my middle name. So that's that's one of the reasons why. And uh, these days, I focus on, on social uh, social media, but particularly live video. My big thing is live video, helping people with confidence in front of the camera to communicate with you communicate their passion and, and uh, effectively in front of the camera, but also uh, to help people with the technology just to get them started with live video and to uh, create a real impact and uh, authority with live video to their audience. Excellent. So what got you started and interested in pursuing this avenue of live video in the first place? Yeah, well, so I, I started blogging around seven or eight years ago and I, my, I fell into it really. I started blogging about social media tools and I wrote a lot of articles that, that became really popular. But it, live video was around three years ago when Facebook Live became a big thing. And mm. it seemed that all my friends, all my marketing friends had access to Facebook Live, but I didn't. And I think part of that was living in the UK. It was one thing. I think a lot of it kind of rolled out to the US first. But also I was an Android user and all my friends were iPhone users. So I tried to find a way to broadcast to Facebook Live, and I discovered a way of doing it from your computer. And at the time, it wasn't that easy. It was using this piece of software called OBS Studio. It was quite techy. And so one of my passions is to make technology really easy to, to use. And, and so I wrote this article on Facebook Live using this software, making it as easy as possible. And that kind of blew up. Uh, my my blog went down because it couldn't cope with all the traffic. Uh, and since then, that blog post, I mean, it, it still blows my mind. It's had a, a, about 4.8 million page views, the article. Wow. <laughs> and I started, because I was writing about it, I started to embrace live video myself. And I suddenly realized over these years, I'd, I'd kind of splitting myself into two. I was Ian the musician. As I said, I trained as a professional singer. And Ian, the kind of the techie, geeky kind of guy. And um, I was a consultant mainly on, on the technology and social media, but I had this passion for music and performance. And so live video, although it's not about singing and music, it's about performance or it's mm. about communication. And so I found this was a, the perfect way to amalgamate those two things and also help um, also my passion for teaching. It brought all those three things together. And so... I found my passion really. It, it kind of, I, I would love to say it was properly thought out from the start, but I'm sure uh, you, you will uh, identify with this and many of uh, listeners and viewers will identify with this. You know, sometimes these things happen 
over time and you and you kind of fall into it so uh, that's a bit of a long version but that's how i i'm doing live video today but i love the way you've been able to combine two things that you enjoy um and and that you're good at and combine them together i think that's that's often the key isn't it to finding mm. your your niche isn't it by bringing those two things together yes yes that's, yeah no that's mm. fantastic so there's a lot of people obviously who are terrified by going live on social media and it is scary isn't it because yeah. you know we are live literally anything could happen but i think also that's what people like about it would you say i think that's the draw oh, that's yeah. the appeal yeah it's, it's it's kind of funny isn't it it's it's the one thing that we we when we're doing the live video it's the one thing we don't like about it because it's like yeah. anything could happen <laughs> you know i i, I don't know I, I might kind of say something wrong i might stumble over my words the cat might jump on table or the kids might come in the room like the BBC interview yeah. that we all know about but you know what that is the very thing that we love about love by watching other people's videos so I, I think we need to kind of get over that but first of all we need to just come to terms with the fact that for most of us it is scary yes there are some people I know that don't get scared by this but most of us do I still get scared I still get nervous doing live videos. And I actually think that is a good thing. Uh, nerves are, are there to help you. Well, if, if you channel it in the right way, and this is the key, if you channel your energy, your nervous energy into the performance or into your, your live video, then you will actually give your best. It, mm. It's, it's a, the, the adrenaline pumping through your veins will help you deliver your best. And it also shows that you care. And I, I remember this is a, a performance I gave years ago at the Liverpool Philharmonic Hall. I was on stage singing a very difficult piece of music in front of uh, a or big audience. There was an orchestra, orchestra there, a choir, and I was petrified. I was, think, I was thinking through my head, I was like, why on earth did I <laughs> choose to do this? I could have been at home watching, no, Netflix probably wasn't around them, but, <laughs> you know, and so but it was the best performance I ever gave because I was able to channel that energy into the performance. The following week, I gave another performance and it was a smaller venue and I wasn't nervous at all. I was quite complacent. And do you know what? It was probably one of the worst performances I ever gave. So I think we, that we can learn from that in, in when we're nervous about pressing that button. And, uh, we're all the same. We just need mm -hmm. to just do it. And of course, practice helps. You will yeah. make mistakes at the beginning. My goodness, the number of mistakes I've made <laughs> is, uh, you know, and so we just got to start. Otherwise, you're not going to learn. Absolutely. So you mentioned about um, channeling those nerves. Um, how what, what sort of advice would you give so that people's nerves don't get the better of them, but they can actually use those nerves to, to help them give a yeah. better performance? That's a great question. Well, I, I think jumping in the, the deep end with live video might be a little bit too much that might be too extreme for for many people mm. uh because so, so 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 there are other ways that you can start and and this mm. is the way i started so don't just don't go jump in the deep end and do live video do some pre-recorded video one thing i i teach people to do is instagram stories or facebook stories because that's just showing yourself in front of the camera for 15 seconds or 30 seconds in facebook um yeah and what's the worst that's going to happen? Because they only last for 24 hours, you know? So it helps It helps you build that consistency over a period of time. And I think that's that's a really good way of doing it. So say to yourself that you're going to do this for the next 
week or two. Do you know? Set yourself a challenge, mm-hmm. and that brings me on to the the second thing, and that is set yourself a challenge. You know, join together with other people, and uh, in a maybe in a private group to begin with, so other people don't see see you. It's just in a, in this kind of safe place. Mm-hmm. And say you're going to go live every day for the next seven days, and that's how I started. Actually, I th- one of the ways I really learned. Um, all that, well, not all that I know about uh, live video, but a lot of the stuff that I know was from doing my Christmas Carol of the day. We were just talking about it before we started. And this is, I run this every year. It's just a way of, uh, I, I sing a cryptic version of a Christmas Carol in the morning. And then we perform, uh, as a family, we perform the, the Christmas Carol in the evening. And so we, that's basically 24 live broadcasts in the um, run up to Christmas. It's so nuts. Well. And the first time I did this, my goodness, the number of mistakes I made, the technology didn't go go right, and but I learned so much from that experience. So I think a challenge is a really good idea, but it doesn't have to be public. Just do it in a in a in a private group. And of course, the other thing you can do to before you go live publicly is to uh, broadcast to Facebook Live just to yourself. So if you pick up your phone, uh, go to go create a post, uh, a live video post, and then change the privacy settings to only me. The only person, well, there will be no one to see it. You will just broadcast to nobody and just test it out, make sure that everything's working well. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that I, you do is the, is the horrible bit that most people really struggle with, and that is to watch it back. And I think most people hate watching themselves <laughs> on video. I am the same. It's I cringe. I look at myself, and because we see all our, I don't know, all our kind of uh, flaws, I suppose. Yeah. So there's two things here. The first is and this is the tricky one. Actually, try and embrace those flaws. It's sometimes it's those flaws that other people like. It's those okay. bits that make you you. Hmm. And the second thing is, is. Be, uh, be, be a teacher so, or be a consultant to yourself. Now, if you were looking at this person who is you and said to them, uh, that was awful, that, you know, what on earth are you doing? You, you'd be sacked, wouldn't you? <laughs> so what you need to do is get, come up with three encouraging things first. What did you do well in that? Focus on those things and then focus on, and you need to frame this question really in, in a positive way, what three things can you do to improve it for next time? Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, quite a long answer to your question, no. but that's how I would start. So there's a lot of things before you go live that you can do. Yeah. So I think for me, what's what's always held me back, and I'm guessing if it's held me back, it's held a lot of other people back, mm. is knowing how prepared you need to be. So um, I struggle because I I'm not the kind of person who's going to script something out and learn it um I've tried kind of having having bullet points but I really struggle to be fluent and get my flow um so the big so my biggest fear is is hitting that live video button and then kind of making a start and then stumbling and not really knowing where I'm going with it and Mm. so I, I guess the key to that is is preparation I'm guessing or how well you you sort of know what you want to say first yeah. what would your advice be on on that on that preparation well side of things? yeah well so we're all different I think some people are very very gifted at being able to hit the go live button and somehow their all this the thoughts and their consciousness somehow come out of their mouths in this beautifully constructed yeah. way um 
I think, though, most people who are like that have had a lot of practice. And so mm -hmm. we should never compare ourselves with those people. You know, the, the likes of, think of the, the big names in the marketing space that some of us will know, like Pat Flynn or Mary Smith, and people like that. You know, we tend to compare ourselves with what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. Well, why not kind of rewind the clock, look back what they were producing six, seven or eight years ago. And I promise you, it won't be as slick as it is today. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. Don't compare yourself to others who are doing it now. Um, but the other thing is to, yes, absolutely, you do need to plan. You, but it does, in most cases, particularly with live video, I don't think scripting works because it just, it just seems, it, it's, it, it, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's certainly not authentic, and it, it's just, contrived. it just contrived. Yeah. And, but I think having having bullet points or having a structure really helps. So I, yeah. I do this today. I, if I'm doing a live video show. I will have a structure. We'll start off at the beginning. We'll um, welcome our, our replay viewers first, and we'll then introduce what we're talking about, the topic. Um, but then we'll, uh, if there's any live video viewers at that point, uh, we'll then introduce them or, you know, talk, talk about them and, and say hello to them. And then we'll get on to the main topic of conversation. And usually I'll just have a Google Doc in front of me, and mm -hmm. I have a, a list of things that I want to, to talk about and maybe for depending on how long the, the video is it could be three or four minutes it could be seven or eight minutes it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to mm. be a long live video uh, and then you if you have any live viewers and to begin with when you first start doing this this is another thing i just wanted to say you you might find that you have very few or even no live videos to begin with don't be discouraged by that mm. we've all got to start somewhere remember the people watching in the future and and but if you do have live viewers, you know, ask um, if they're asking any questions, you can bring them in uh, to the, the conversation. You can answer those questions. Or another thing you could do is get some questions that you've prepared earlier that you can then answer on the show. Mm. So have a structure. Uh, bullet points, I think, do work. Um, but the first time you do this, the first few times you may struggle. You may struggle with it. You may stumble across your words. Actually, most people out there probably won't notice that. We tend to be very self-critical. Mm -hmm. So don't be overly critical. Just start. I promise you the first three or four live videos that you do are not going to be great. But no. that's okay. That's okay. Like you say, <laughs> you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? And you can't compare your beginning with somebody else's middle or end, can you? It's, yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we are all our own biggest critics, aren't we? <laughs> we certainly are. We certainly are. But I like the idea of having bullet points. Um, I, I agree with you that scripting, even you know, if we take the, the fact that it might be less authentic and a bit more contrived out of it, that would be so time consuming, wouldn't it, to actually script something and then learn it. And, and the whole idea, surely, of yeah. live video is it's something that we can do, we can incorporate it into our everyday yeah. kind of life and it should be able to be a little bit more kind of well, the hop sometimes. I, I think so. I, I, yeah. And I'm not saying some some scripting is okay. So one thing you could do is uh, script the first bit. So say, so for example, you know what you're going to say with the first kind of couple of sentences. So you could mm -hmm. say, hi, welcome to the whatever it is you're, you're talking about and say, and thank you so much if you're watching the replay. And you, you've got those little bits. And if you're using a tool such as BeLive or Ecamm or something like that, which allows you to put titles up on the screen, that mm -hmm. can also be good. Those are, in a sense, your bullet points. So 
So you can say, well, and now we're going to be talking about, and then you put up on the screen the title of what you're talking about. That mm. helps the viewers, and it also helps you in terms of structuring your your live videos as well. Yeah. I want to ask you about tools in a second, but just before we do that, um, I just want to ask you about, is there, obviously mine's a bit different because it's kind of a live recording of my podcast almost, but for other people, is there an optimum length of a live video or does it just entirely depend on your audience and your industry? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, it's very similar to asking other questions such as, you know, how often should you tweet? You know, how often should you do this? And, and I think the answer pretty much always is it depends you yeah. know there is no <laughs> yeah. there is no uh optimum but uh, buzz sumo did a really good piece of research and i think i forget the number i think so I, I would need to double check this but i think they said uh the number of uh, reactions that live videos tend to get so these are the likes and the loves and all that kind of stuff mm. on facebook live increases up to around 17 minutes at which point it plateaus and that's on average so if you get up to 17 minutes that that i suppose they were saying that's the optimum but yeah. i know plenty of people that are, are doing live videos for three or four minutes five minutes some people are doing an hour there's even some people that are doing four hour broadcasts my goodness <laughs> that takes a lot of stamina uh, so yeah i think you need to test so in terms of yes the the, the length you kind of have to play around with that look at the data yeah. Uh, and then also think about uh, when you're going to do it as well, and that will depend on your audience. Are they in a in, in, are they in one country or are they scattered across the globe? And you'll just have to play around with it and see what works. Yes, well, you kind of answered my next question, which was, is the you know should you? I suppose obviously you do have to play around with which which is the best time for your audience. But would you say it's best to kind of find a time that works and then try and stick with it. So broadcast at the same day and time every week, or yeah. again, probably just really dependent on your audience, I guess. It depends on the audience, but it also depends on the kind of show that you're doing. So if you're yeah. doing a, a show like, like you're doing here, I think it makes sense to do this as much as you can on a regular basis. Yeah. If you are interviewing guests, that makes it a little bit more tricky because yeah. <laughs> it obviously depends on where they are in the world. And this is something I'm, I'm, going to be doing i'm doing something similar to you so yeah. it's fine if you're in the uk this time is great but if they're in the west coast uh, of the states this is mm. what is it like three in the morning four in yeah. the morning something like that so that's not going to work is it um so i think you have to you have to be stick to a regular time if you possibly can consistency really really works yeah however it there is also room to do one of these kind of, kind of more um off the cuff impromptu live videos where maybe you're using your phone you're out and about you're sharing your thoughts and i think with those just play around with it you know you just go live when you want to go live and mm. i think having a mixture of a uh, a regular scheduled show at a particular time and day every week is 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 important but maybe doing some off, off the cuff more uh you know whenever you want you know just play around with with uh, some of those types of live video too yeah so um, in terms of, um, again, I do want to ask you about tools, but probably should have done this at the beginning, really, which is to talk <laughs> about the benefits of live video. Um, but could you just run us through what, what's in it for people? Why, why is live video more effective than pre-recorded video? That's a really good question. Yeah, yeah post a, video at all. <laughs> it's a really good question. Well, uh, there's like loads of reasons. I mean, one reason is we've talked about authenticity and 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 people 
people actually really want to see the real you. I, I mm -hmm. like many people, get a bit fed up with the slick marketing videos out there. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we all probably, as marketers, want to do that. You know, we, we, we want to kind of get this really slick, sexy video of us, you know, and say, hey, look at me, you know. And actually, I'm not saying that's, that's bad, but most people just want to get to know the real you. You know, yeah. for centuries, you know, millennia, really, we've wanted to do, humans have wanted to do business with other human beings. So if you can put a bit more of your personality out, and the best way I think to do that is with live video. It's a way mm -hmm. that allows you to be more yourself. It also gives access to you, more access to you from the audience's point of view. They, they can ask you questions. They, they, they feel they're getting to know you a little bit more. So that's, that's really good. And then, and then from a social media point of view, uh, pre-recorded video on Facebook, uh, the reach is is going down and down and down at the moment. Although video is is still a preferred uh, type of format, mm. we, we, we're finding that the reach is really going down because Mark Zuckerberg is really wanting to push community and interactions between real people. And Facebook Live, in particular, has so much more interactions. It has more comments than any any other platform. Certainly, it has more uh, comments and interactions than pre-recorded video. So in terms of reach, that is going to be much higher. Obviously, it depends on the quality. If you're doing bad live video, then you're not going to see very much. But mm -hmm. generally speaking, if you compare live video with pre-recorded video, you're going to get far more engagement and reactions. And of course, the reach will be higher as a result. So um, and then the final reason for doing it, well, there's probably loads and loads of reasons I could talk about. But the other one I wanted to mention is it's actually once you get over the fear it's actually a really quick and easy way of creating content. Mm -hmm. I love blogging and I've shared some of my successes of blogging, but it takes me a huge amount of time to produce blogs. It takes mm -hmm. me probably two to three weeks of nonstop work and research. And I, and I, I know I go, I over, I'm go overkill, but I mean, it takes a huge amount of effort to do that. Whereas with live video, you can produce a piece of content with maybe 10 to 20 minutes uh, preparation time once you get used to it. It goes live, and then you can then repurpose that content into a blog post, into YouTube content, into whatever you like, just from that one piece of content. So mm. it's a quick way of of creating content too. Yeah, I love that. So finally, would you just share with us your top tools for going live on social media? So if you're just starting off, don't make things complicated. Don't mm. let the technology become an excuse not to go live. I've mm. done that. I have used excuses because I was just afraid to press that button. So don't do that. Start yeah. off with your smartphone. There's a couple of things you can do to really enhance the, the quality from your smartphone. First of all, just get a very cheap mount for a tripod. So you can get a smartphone mount uh, for around seven or eight pounds, probably the same in dollars, uh, which you can just uh, put your smartphone on top of a tripod. So that creates that stability. The second thing is to invest in a, a lapel mic. Because I think we, we tend to focus a lot on the, the video quality, but actually audio is really important. So uh, the Rode SmartLav Plus is a very good uh, lapel mic. Uh, Android users, just be slightly careful with that. It's not always compatible with all Android phones. Uh, iPhone users, it's fine. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that would be really good. Uh, if you want to take things to the next level and broadcast from your computer, um, and actually, sorry, one other thing I should say is really important is 
internet connection, your upload speeds. Mm-hmm. So definitely check that you've got enough juice on the upload. Yeah. You should be looking for at least for three or four megabits per second up. So download, there's a free app called speedtest.net. Just check that before you go live because that's really, really important. So if you're going to go live from your computer, that's really important, the upload speed. But also you do need to have a relatively powerful computer. Mm. Uh, I know people that have tried to use like MacBook Airs or very um, inexpensive or or low-powered PCs. It's a bit tricky. I think... um, Sometimes there's just not enough power to to go live. Mm. But a great place, a great one to start with is BeLive.tv. BeLive is, uh, they've either got a free option or you can uh, pay a monthly fee. It's very quick and easy. It's uh, very good to uh, add comments on screen, like you're doing right now. And uh, it's great to bring in guests. Really love BeLive TV. If you're on a Mac, there's Ecamm Live. I'm a big fan of Ecamm Live. It's kind of like be live but it's it's an actual app on your computer and you need a bit more of a powerful computer for it but you can bring in guests using skype uh, you can put comments on the screen you can do things like green screen you can broadcast to youtube uh, periscope twitch you name it um and then there were loads of other tools i could mention there's obs studio which works on pcs as well there's vmix which is a bit more of a a bit of a geeky tool, a bit more of a, a more professional tool. And then there's Wirecast, which is one that I use, which isn't cheap. It starts at $700, although I believe they, they were doing, um, they might be doing a, a deal at the moment. So uh, lots of tools there, but maybe just, uh, I'm a big believer in starting simple and building it up over time. Don't try and build your live video studio and, and uh, right from the start, unless mm. you've got a lot of time and money to do that. Exactly. And yeah, best to wait until you know that you enjoy it and you're going to something that you can stick out yeah. and be consistent. Yeah, with, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's some great advice in there. Um, brilliant. Cause I know a lot of people do, they want to do it, but it's just this fear, isn't it? And I think there's some, there's some great tips in there for helping people get started. So thank you. Would you just let everybody know where they can find out more about you, where they can connect with you on social media? Yeah, well, I'd love to love to connect with uh, people. Uh, I, I'm not scary, I hope. So do not reach out to me. <laughs> uh, so you can, uh, uh, my, my blog is iag.me and there's loads of uh, tutorials uh, on live video there. So that's probably the best place, but I've carelessly scattered myself across social media. So just search for my name, <laughs> Ian Anderson Gray. It's with an A, G-R-A-Y. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. So, He's everywhere. Uh, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, well, it's been great to chat to you. Thank you so much. See you later, Ian. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.